Hello, my friends. This is Paul Drockton, and this is the Smartest Man in the World radio program. Uh, one of the reasons why that's why it's that's why we call it that is because, uh, as many of you know, uh, I've never failed, uh, or should I say, I've, I believe in my entire life I've only missed one question on an IQ test. So what I want to talk about today is intelligence. That's what I want to talk about. Why? Because intelligence matters. And intelligence and faith, they go together. See, faith is the ability to see the outcome of an event before it happens. And also, faith is an understanding of things that are not, are not seen. Intelligence is the same thing. Look, an intelligent person, right, if you were to line people up and if intelligence were eyesight, uh, the lesser intelligent people would maybe be able to see, um, you know, in, what's in front of their face. That's it. They don't see what's behind them. They don't see what's in front of them. They just see the here and now. And the intelligent person, on the other hand, has the ability to see patterns. And through connecting those dots, the ability to not only see into the past, but also to see into the present and also into the future. Now, what does this have to do with faith? Well, the glory of God is intelligence because God is the perfect intelligence. He is the most intelligent being in the universe. That's why he's God. There isn't any greater intelligence than God. And of course, we believe that Jesus Christ is the perfect intelligence because he is God. So when you take a look at Christ's life, he lived through faith, and that means that there was no fear because he knew the outcome. He was able to see the outcome through faith, right? In other words, when he laid down his life, he knew through faith that uh, he would be able to take it up again. When he went through the suffering in the garden and on the cross, he knew through faith that was going to be for our benefit, and that literally would give him ownership, not just over us, but over the entire creation. And so faith is a critical part of our existence. Now, before we came here to earth, we lived with God as his children. And what happened is, is that uh, we agreed to come down to this earth and to walk by faith, not by knowledge, but by faith. Now, that matters because the greater the intelligence, the greater the faith. The lesser the intelligence, the greater the fear. I want you to think about that a second. So is your life responding and your choices, are they a response to fear? Or are you responding based on faith? See, fear is a barrier to expanding your vision. It stops you from seeing things as they are because you're afraid. Afraid to look, right? Here's my point. Fear uh, can be replaced with faith, but it requires a lot of effort. Now, one of the things that I, I, I've done, I've studied history. Uh, I have a master's in history and economics, and I have been eternally researching the past and attempt to understand the present. I can tell you that a lot of history that's been written is self-serving, and a lot of it continues to be altered, as you see right now. Uh, the new rulers come in, and they shake 
their new world as if it was an Etch-A-Sketch, and whatever was there disappears. We're seeing that right now in the United States. That's what's going on. These people are erasing our history, Uh, whether that's by taking down monuments or destroying books or controlling language or media. Um, It's a satanic plan to erase the past so that we can't draw on it as a reference point for the present or the future. See, that's what it's all about. This has nothing to do with uh, being angry at uh, someone that uh, lived 200 years ago. This has to do with the principles that they taught. See, no one's perfect in this world. Everybody has faults, and everybody lives in their time, whatever that is. And in one person's time, something that's wrong could be right, and something that's right could be wrong. So it just depends on the time that you live in, what's accepted, what isn't accepted from society. But deep down inside, each and every one of us has a conscience. And through faith and through listening to what our conscience is telling us, we can make the, good, the right choices regardless of what everybody else is doing. Now, I'm going to give you a good example. Let's talk about Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson right now is one of the main focuses or one of the main focal points for the uh, ongoing communist slash socialist revolution. That's what's going on right now. Why are they targeting him? Because Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. In it, he said, all men are created equal, endowed by their uh, creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that uh, any government that is counterproductive towards those rights, it's the right of the people to abolish it, to alter it, to change it. And long story short, Thomas Jefferson, of course, um, laid the groundwork for our Constitution and the Bill of Rights. He was a great man. Now, on the other side, we also know that Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. And we know that uh, he basically bought uh, slaves and treated them as if they were equals. He treated them with kindness and uh, generosity. So it wasn't so much to take advantage of their labor as much as it was to give them the opportunity to live in a good home versus a bad home, to be with someone good versus someone bad. Does that justify the institution of slavery? No. Uh, it's he. It's an evil, horrible institution, but Thomas Jefferson lived in his time. He knew he wasn't going to be able to abolish it, and so he decided that he would do the best he could to, to make those individuals that were in bondage, he could take away their suffering as much as he could because he had a good heart. So my point is, we live in a time where slavery is illegal, thank God, and it's been illegal. Um, I can't go back and change Thomas Jefferson's experience. I can only change my experience here in this world, which means I can treat people kinder, which means I could follow his example and be nice to people regardless. Now, you might think to yourself, Paul, you know, uh, we don't have that the, the same prejudices as they had back then. And I would argue that the prejudice just changes based on the political uh, dialectic, right? Um as I look right now, um, it just depends on who's the enemy of the day, right? Uh, 
a good example, of course, is Donald Trump. Donald Trump, before he uh, was elected to office, you know, was very popular with people of all races. He only became a racist after he was elected. Before that, uh, he <laughs> he was known to be very generous to uh, uh, black causes and white causes and whatever causes there were. So the point is, is you need to understand is there's there's going to be an agenda, always an agenda when it comes to hate and when it comes to fear. See, hate plays on your fear. If you don't have fear, you're not going to have hate. They go together. So the key to overcoming hate is overcoming fear. And what is fear based on? It's based on ignorance, right? It's based on generalization. It's based on accepting false testimony from people. You can Anybody can sit down and find, you know, the fly in the ointment. Anybody can do that. Not hard. It sticks out. But to find the fly, hold it up and say, all that's in this ointment are flies, that's a lie. And unless you have faith, you're going to be deceived by that law. You're going to have fear, and you're going to hate. So I want you to think about that, because right now, we're dealing with uh, a group of individuals that are trying to take away not just your liberties, not just your property, but they're also trying to take away your pursuit of happiness, your right to choose the course you want in life. They want to take it all away from you. Because they don't believe that you're a child of God. They think of you as a cow or a sheep and that you're an animal that can be sheared and led to the slaughter. They really do believe that because their God is Satan. Of course, it's a big lie. But in the end, they derive their power from our hate and from our fear. So when we listen to them, then what we're really doing is we have to analyze and we have to ask ourselves, is this true? Is this false? And in order to understand, you have to have some kind of a historical reference. Now, if you look at Nazi Germany, Nazi Germany rose the same way as these people are trying to come into power today. It started out as the National Socialist Workers' Party. And the Nazis, as they were called, promised people free, uh, free medical care, right? Paid retirement, paid unemployment, paid uh, disability, pretty much all the same things that uh, we call socialism uh, is is trying to present today. Now, once the people agreed, then it was easy to start making those systems profitable by getting rid of those that cost money. So then the Nazis started saying, well, you know what? We can make more money if we get rid of the disabled. We can get more money if we destroy uh, the aged and the elderly. We can make more money if we get rid of the cripples and the blind. And so where they ended up was you were either an asset or you were a liability to the Nazi regime, period. And in the end, they started to get into the um, false belief that one race is superior than others and therefore would become more profitable over time. And so that began their uh, genocidal campaign. So here's my point. They were driven by fear. And they were also driven by hate. And the people that followed them were driven by the same thing. So when you see these people on the streets looting, burning, beating their fellow men, understand that's not God. 
That's the forces of chaos. That's Satan. And they, these people are filled with ignorance. They're not enlightened. They don't know anything about history. Because if they knew anything about Thomas Jefferson, they would be cleaning monuments of them instead of tearing them down. And in the end, the same thing holds true for those that attack our police. Look, I know through the course of my life, there have been numerous times where the police have been there for me. Numerous. And I can tell you, to the man, the ones that I know, they're just trying to get through their day and do their job and do the best they can. And they try to be fair to everybody. They're not looking for a fight, but they are there to enforce the law. And if we take a look at what happened uh, in uh, in some of these cases, look, I'm going to tell you what, I want to cut it short because I, I don't like going too much more than 10 minutes, but I will talk about this in our next podcast. This is Paul Drockton. God bless. Have a great day.